Welcome to the Rough Magic Performance Company's podcast, where women's stories take center stage. Season four, The Tempest Project. The Tempest Project is made possible in part by our donors and by the generosity of Inclusion in Action, an organization dedicated to creating space for people to explore what it takes to advance equity together in our workplaces, neighborhoods, and communities, leveraging the powers of personal story, the arts, media, movement, and humor to engage individuals in head and heart connections that promote deeper understanding of self and others. The aisle is full of noises. If of life you keep a care, shake off slumber and beware. Oh, I have suffered with those that I saw suffer. Hell is empty and all the devils are here. Here's neither bush nor shrub to bear off any weather at all, and another storm brewing. And my ending is despair. Where should this music be? In the air or the earth? The air at freedom. Like poison given to work after a great time, now gins to bite the spirits. But nature should bring forth of its own kind, all poison, all abundance, to feed my innocent people. But this rough magic I hear abjure. Oh, brave new world that has such people in it. As you from crimes would pardon be, let your indulgence set me free. Freedom, heyday, heyday, freedom, freedom, heyday, freedom. Hi, my hearts, cheerly, cheerly, my hearts, yeah, yeah, take in the topsail, tend to the master's whistle. Blow till thou burst thy wind, if room enough. Good boatswain, have care! I pray now, keep below! I pray now, keep below! You mar our labor! Keep your cabins! You do assist the storm! Nay, good, be patient! When the sea is, hence, what cares these roarers for the name of king? To cabin! Silence! Trouble us not! Good, yet remember whom thou hast aboard! None that I more love than myself! If you can command these elements to silence and work the peace of the present, use your authority! If you cannot, give thanks you have lived so long and make yourself ready in your cabin for the mischance of the hour, if it so happens! Out of our way, I say! Lay her a hold! A hold! Set her two horses off to sea again! Lay her off! Mercy on us! Farewell! We split! We split! We split! We split! We split! Farewell, brothers! Mercy on us! Hell is empty and all the devils are here. We split! We split! Let's all sink with the king! Now would I give a thousand furlongs of sea for an acre of barren ground. Long heath, brown furs, anything. The wills above be done, but I would fain die a dry death. An island, its only human inhabitants, Prospero, and her daughter, Miranda, walk along the shore. If by your art, my dearest mother, you have put the wild waters in this roar, allay them. Oh, I have suffered with those that I saw suffer. A brave vessel, who had no doubt some noble creature in her, dashed all to pieces. Poor souls, they perished. 
Had I been any god of power, I would have sunk the sea within the earth or air. It should the good ship so have swallowed and the frotting souls within her. Oh, be collected. No more amazement. Tell your piteous heart there's no harm done. Oh, woe the day. No harm. I have done nothing but in care of thee. Of thee, my dear one. Thee, my daughter who art ignorant of what thou art, not knowing of whence I am, nor that I am more better than Prospero, master of a full porcel, and thy no greater mother. More to know did never meddle with my thoughts. Tis time I should inform thee, father. Lend thy hand, and pluck my magic garment from me. So, lie there, my art. Wipe thou thine eyes, have comfort. The direful spectacle of the wretch which touched the very virtue of compassion in thee, I have with such provision in mine art so safely ordered that there is no soul which thou heardst cry, which thou sawst sink. Sit down, for thou must know farther. You have often begun to tell me what I am, but stopped, concluding, Stay not yet. The hour is now come. The very minute bids thee open thine ear. Obey and be attentive. Canst thou remember a time before we came unto this cell? I do not think thou canst, for thou wast not out three years old. Certainly, sir, I can. By what? By any other house or person? Of anything, the image tell me that hath kept with thy remembrance. Tis far off, and rather like a dream than an assurance that my remembrance warrants. Had I not four or five women once that tended me? Thou hast, and more, Miranda. Twelve years since, Miranda, twelve years since. Since thy mother was the Duke of Milan and a prince of power. Sir, are you not my mother? Thy father was a piece of virtue, and he said thou wast my daughter. And thy mother was Duke of Milan, and thou her only heir and princess, no worse issued. Oh, the heavens! What foul play had we that we came from thence? Or blessed was we did. Hmm, both, both, my girl, by foul play, as thou sayest, were we heaved thence, but blessedly hopped hither. My brother, thy uncle, called Antonio, I pray thee, mark me. That a brother should be so perfidious, he who next myself of all the world I loved, and to him put the manage of my state. The government I cast upon my brother and to my state grew stranger, being transported and wrapped in secret studies. Thy false uncle, dost thou attend me? Oh, sir, most heedfully. I pray thee, mark me. I, thus neglecting worldly ends, in my false brother awaked an evil nature, and my trust, like a good parent, did beget of him a falsehood in its contrary as great as my trust was, which indeed had no limit. The confidence songs bound. He, being thus lorded to credit his own lie, he did believe he was indeed the duke, Dost thou hear me? Your tale, sir, would cure deafness. To have no screen between this part he played and him he played it for, he needs will be absolute Milan. Me, poor woman, my library was dukedom large enough. Oh, the heavens! Mark his condition and the event. Then tell me if this might be a brother. I should sin to think but nobly of my grandmother. Good wombs have borne bad sons. Hmm. Now, the condition. The king of Naples, being an enemy to me inveterate, hearkens my brother's suit, 
should presently extirpate me and mine out of the dukedom and confer fair Milan with all the honors on my brother, whereon a treacherous army levied, one midnight fated to the purpose did Antonio open the gates of Milan, and in the dead of darkness the ministers for the purpose hurried thence me and thy crying self. Alack for pity! I, not remembering how I cried out, then will cry it or again. Oh, here a little further. In few, they hurried us aboard a bark, bore us some leagues to sea where they prepared a rotten carcass of a boat. There they hoist us to cry to the sea that roared to us, to sigh to the winds whose pity, sighing back again, did but loving wrong. Alack, what trouble was I then to you? Oh, a cherubim thou wast, that did preserve me. How came we ashore? Mm, by providence divine. Some food we had and some fresh water that a noble Neapolitan, Gonzalo, out of his charity, being then appointed master of this design, did give us with rich garments, linens, stuffs, and necessaries, which since have steaded much. So, of his gentleness, knowing I loved my books, he furnished me from mine own library with volumes that I prize above my dukedom. Would I might but ever see that man! Now I rise, sit still, and hear the last of our sea sorrow. Here in this island we arrived, and here have I, thy schoolmaster, made thee more profit than other princesses can that have more time for vainer hours and tutors not so careful. Heavens, thank you for it. And now I pray you, sir, for still tis beating in my mind your reason for raising the sea storm. Know thus far forth, by accident most strange, Bountiful fortune, now, my dear lady, hath mine enemies brought to this shore, and by my prescience I find my zenith doth depend upon a most auspicious star, whose influence, if now I court not but omit, my fortunes will ever after droop. Sir, I... Here, see small questions. Thou art inclined to sleep, tis a good dullness. Give it way, I know thou canst not choose. Prospero charms Miranda asleep. Come away, servant, come! I am ready now. Approach my Ariel, come! All hail, great master, grave Sir Hale. I come to answer thy best pleasure, be it to fly, to swim, to dive into the fire, to ride on the curled clouds, to thy strong bidding task Ariel and all his quality. Hast thou, spirit, performed to point the tempest that I bade thee? To every article. I boarded the king's ship. Now on the beak, now in the waist, the deck, in every cabin I flamed amazement. Sometime I'd divide and burn in many places, on the topmast, the yards and bowsprit, Jove's lightnings, the precursors of the dreadful thunderclaps, more momentary and sight outrunning were not. The fire and cracks of sulphurous roaring, the most mighty Neptune seemed to besiege and make his bold waves tremble, yea, his dread trident shake. Oh, my brave spirit, who was so firm, so constant, that this coil would not infect his reason? Not a soul but felt a fever of the mad and played some tricks of desperation. 
all but mariners plunged into the foaming brine and quit the vessel, then all afire with me. The king's son, Ferdinand, with hair upstaring, then like reeds, not hair, was the first man that leaped, cried, Hell is empty and all the devils are here. Why, that's my spirit. <laughs> but was not this nigh sure? Close by, my master. But are they, Ariel, safe? Not a hair perished. On their sustaining garments, not a blemish, but fresher than before. And, as thou badest me, in troops I have dispersed them bout the isle. The king's son I have landed by himself, whom I left cooling of the air with sighs. Of the king's ship, say how thou hast disposed, and all the rest of the fleet. Safely in harbour is the king's ship. In the deep nook, there hid the mariners all under hatches stowed, who, with a charm joined to their suffered labor, I have left asleep. Ariel, my charge exactly is performed, but there's more work. Is there more toil? Since thou dost give me pains, let me remember thee what thou hast promised, which is not yet performed me. How now, moody? What is thou canst demand? My liberty. Before the time be out, no more. I prithee, remember, I have done thee worthy service, told thee no lies, made thee no mistakings, served without or grudge or grumblings. Thou didst promise to bait me a full year. Dost thou forget from what a torment I did free thee? No. Thou dost, and think'st much to tread the ooze of the salt deep, to run upon the sharp wind of the north, to do me business in the veins of the earth when it is baked with frost. I do not, sir. Thou liest, malignant thing, hast thou forgot? The foul witch Sycorax, hast thou forgot her? No, sir. Mm, thou hast. I must once in a month recount what thou hast been, which thou forgetst. This damned witch Sycorax, this blue-eyed hag, was hither brought with child, and here was left by the sailors. Thou, my sprite, as thou reportst thyself, was then her servant. And for thou wast a sprite too delicate to act her earthy and abhorred commands, refusing her grand hests, she did confine thee into a cloven pine, in which rift, imprisoned, thou didst painfully remain a dozen years, within which space she died and left thee there, where thou didst Vent thy groans as fast as mill will strike. Then was this island, save for her son that she did litter here, a freckled whelp hag born, not honored with a human shape. Yes, Caliban, her son. Hmm, dull thing I say so. He, that Caliban, whom now I keep in service, thou best knowest what torment I did find thee in. Thy groans did make wolves howl and penetrate the breasts of every angry bears. It was a torment to lay upon the damned, which Sycorax could not again undo. It was mine art, when I arrived and heard thee, that made gape the pine and let thee out. I thank thee, master. If thou more murmurest, I will rend an oak and peg thee in his naughty entrails till thou hast howled away twelve winters. Pardon, master. I will be correspondent to command and do my spiriting gently. Do so. And after two days, I will discharge thee. That's my noble master. What shall I do? Say what? What shall I do? Go make thyself like a nymph of the sea. 
be subject to no sight but thine and mine, invisible to every eyeball else. Go, take this shape, and hither come in it. Go, hence with diligence. Awake, dear heart, awake. <laughs> Thou hast slept well. Awake. The strangeness of your story put heaviness in me. <laughs> Shake it off. Come on. We'll visit Caliban, my beast, who never yields us kind answer. Tis a villain, sir. I do not love to look on. But as tis, we cannot miss him. He does make our fire, fetch our wood, and serves in offices that profit us. What? Who? Caliban! Beast! Thou, earth, thou, speak! There's wood enough within. Come forth, I say. There's other business for thee. Come, thou tortoise, when? Thy poisonous beast got by the devil himself upon thy wicked dam. Come forth! As wicked do as e'er my mother brushed with raven's feather from unwholesome fen drop on you both. Oh, for this be sure, tonight thou shalt have cramps, side stitches that shall pen thy breath up, urchin shall for that vast of night that they may work, all exercise on thee. Thou shalt be pinched as thick as honeycomb, each pinch more stinging than bees that made em. I must eat my dinner. This island's mine, by Sycorax my mother, which thou takest from me. This island's mine, by Sycorax my mother, which thou takest from me. This island's mine, which thou takest from me. This island's mine, by Sycorax, my mother, which thou takest from me. When thou camest first, thou strokest me, and madest much of me, wouldst give me water with berries in it, and teach me how to name the bigger light, and how the less that burn by day and night. And then I loved thee, and showed thee all the qualities of the isle, the fresh sprigs, brine pits, barren place, and fertile... Cursed be I that did so! All the charms of Sycorax, toads, beetles, bats light on you, for I am all the subjects that you have, which first was mine own king, and here you sty me in this hard rock, whilst you do keep me from the rest of the island. Oh, thou most lying beast, with whom stripes may move not kindness, I have used thee filth that thou art with human care, and lodged thee in mine own cell, till thou didst seek to violate the honor of my child. Oh, 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 what have been done? Thou didst prevent me. I had peopled else this isle with Caliban's. Abhorred beast, I pitied thee took pains to make thee speak. I endowed thy purposes with words that made them known. But thou had that imp which good natures could not abide to be with. Therefore wast thou deservedly confined to this rock. Who hadst deserved more than a prison? You taught me language, and my profit on it is I know how to curse. The Red Plague rid you for learning me your language. Hag seed, hence. Fetch us in fuel and be quick. Thou art best to answer other business. <gasps> oh, shrugst thou, malice? If thou neglects or dost unwillingly what I command, I'll rack thee with old cramps, fill thy bones with aches, make thee roar, that beast shall tremble in thy din. No, pray thee! Mm, so... Beast. Hence! Ariel, invisible, lures the Prince Ferdinand along the shore.
this music be? In the air or the earth? It sounds no more. And sure, it waits upon some god of the island. Sitting on a bank, weeping again the king my father's wreck, this music crept by me upon the waters, allaying both their fury and my passion with its sweet air. Thence I have followed it, or it hath drawn me, rather, but tis gone. No, it begins again. Full fathom five thy father lies, of his bones are coral made. See nymphs hourly ring his knell, hark, now I hear them ding, ding dong. The ditty does remember my drowned father. This is no mortal business, nor no sound that the earth owes. I hear it now above me. Prospero and Miranda enter, both unseen by Ferdinand. The fringed curtains of thine eye advance, and say what thou seest yond. What? What is? What is? A spirit? Lord, how it looks about! Believe me, sir, it carries a brave form, but tis a spirit. <laughs> no wench. It eats and sleeps and hath such senses as we have, such. This gallant which thou seest was in the wreck. He hath lost his fellows and strays about to find them. A thing divine, for nothing natural I ever saw so noble. Most sure, the goddess on whom these heirs attend. Vouchsafe my prayer, may know if you remain upon this island, and that you will some good instruction give how I may bear me here. My prime request which I do last pronounce, is, Oh, you wonder, if you be made or no? <laughs> no wonder, sir, but certainly a maid. My language, <laughs> heavens, I am the best of them that speak this speech, were I but where tis spoken. How, the best? What wert thou if the king of Naples heard thee? A single thing as I am now that wonders to hear thee speak of Naples. He does hear me, and that he does I weep. Myself am Naples, who with mine eyes never since at ebb beheld the king my father wrecked. Alack for mercy! Yes, faith, and all his lords the Duke of Milan and his brave son being twain. The Duke of Milan and her more braver daughter could control thee, if now twert fit to do it. Oh, at the first sight they have changed eyes. <laughs> A word, good sir. I fear you have done yourself some wrong. A word. Why speaks my mother so urgently? This is the third man that e'er I saw. The first that e'er I sighed for, pity move my mother to be inclined my way. Oh, if a virgin, and your affection not gone forth, I'll make you the queen of Naples. 
softer. One word more. Oh, they are both in each other's powers. Oh, but this swift business I must uneasy make, lest too light winning make the prize light. One word more, I charge thee that thou attend me. Thou dost hear usurp the name thou owest not, and hath put thyself upon this island as a spy to win it from me, the Lord Aunt. No, as I am a man. There's nothing ill can dwell in such a temple. If the ill spirit have so fair a house, good things will strive to dwell with. Follow me. Speak not you for him, he is a traitor. Come, I'll manacle thy neck and feet together. Sea water shall thou drink. Thy food shall be the fresh brook mussels, withered roots, and husk wherein the acorn cradled. Follow. No. I will resist such entertainment till mine enemy has more power. Prospero has charmed Ferdinand. He cannot speak or move. Oh, dear mother, make not too rash a trial of him, for he's gentle and not fearful. What? I say, put thy sword up, traitor, for I can here disarm thee with this stick and make thy weapon drop. Beseech you, mother. Hence, hang not on my garments. Sir, have pity, I'll be his surety. Silence, one more word shall make me chide thee, if not hate thee. What? <laughs> Thou thinks there is no more such shapes as he, having seen but him in Caliban. Foolish wench. To the most of men this is a Caliban, and they to him are angels. My affections then are most humble. I have no ambition to see a goodlier man. Come on, obey! My affections are then most humble. I have no ambition to see a goodlier man. Obey! I have no ambition to see a goodlier man. Miranda's power frees Ferdinand from Prospero's charm. My nerves are in their infancy again, and have no vigor in them. And so mine are. My spirits, as in a dream, are all bound up. My father's loss, the weakness which I feel, the wreck of all my friends, nor this woman's threats to whom I am subdued, are but light to me. Might I but through my prison once a day behold this maid? All corners else of the earth let liberty make use of. Space enough have I in such a prison. Come on, follow me. Be of comfort. My mother's of a better nature, sir, than she appears by speech. This is unwanted which now came from her. Oh, thou shalt be free as mountain winds, but then exactly do all points of my command. To the syllable. Come, follow. Speak not for him. Enter Alonso, King of Naples, Sebastian, his younger brother, Antonio, the Duke of Milan, brother to Prospero, and Gonzalo, their attendant. They all survived the shipwreck and are stranded on the island. Beseech you, sir, be merry. You have cause, so have we all, of joy, for our escape is much beyond our loss. Our hint of woe is common. Every day some sailor's wife, the masters of some merchant, and the merchant have just our theme of woe, but for the miracle. I mean our preservation. Few in millions can speak like us. Then wisely, good sir, weigh our sorrow with our comfort. Prithee, peace. He receives comfort like cold porridge. Though this island seemed to be desert, 
uninhabitable and almost inaccessible. Yet? The air breathes upon us here most sweetly. As if it had lungs and rotten ones. Or as twere perfumed by a fen. <laughs> you cram these words into mine ears against the stomach of my sense. My son is lost. O oh, thou mine heir of Naples and of Milan. Sir, he may live. You cram these words into mine ears against the stomach of my sense. My son is lost. O oh, thou mine heir of Naples and of Milan, what strange fish hath made his meal on thee? Sir, he may live. You cram these words into mine ears against the stomach of my sense. My son is lost. Sir, he may live. I saw him beat the surges under him and ride upon their backs. He trod the water, whose enmity he flung aside, and breasted the surge most swollen that met him. His bold head above the contentious waves he kept, and oared himself with his good arms in lusty stroke to the shore. I doubt not he came alive to land. No. No, he's gone. We have lost your son, I fear, forever. The fault's your own. <gasps> So is the dearest of the loss. My good Lord Sebastian, the truth you speak doth lack some gentleness and time to speak it in. You rub the sore when you should bring the plaster. Very well. It is foul weather in us all, good sir, when you are cloudy. Foul weather? Very foul. Had I plantation of this isle, my lord? He'd sow it with nettle seed. And were the king on it, what would I do? Escape being drunk for want of wine. Mm, mm, mm. In the commonwealth, I would by contraries execute all things. For no kind of traffic would I admit. No name of magistrate, letters should not be known. Riches, poverty, and use of service, none. Contract, succession, born, bound of land, tilth, vineyard, none. No use of metal, corn, or wine, or oil, no occupation. All men idle, all. And women too, but innocent and pure, no sovereignty. Yet he would be king on it. The latter end of his commonwealth forgets the beginning. All things in common nature should produce, without sweat or endeavor. Treason, felony, sword, pike, knife, gun, or need of any engine would I not have. But nature should bring forth of its own kind all poison, all abundance, to feed my innocent people. No marrying among his subjects. None, man. All idle, whores and knaves. I would with such perfection govern, sir, to excel the golden age. And do you mark me, sir? Prithee, no more. Thou dost talk nothing to me. Ariel enters invisible. Their music begins to lull the men to sleep. Nay, good my lord, be not angry. Oh, no, I warrant you. I will not adventure my discretion so weakly. <laughs> will you laugh me asleep? Oh, I'm very heavy. Go sleep and hear us. Gonzalo falls under Ariel's spell and sleeps. What also soon asleep? I wish mine eyes would, with themselves, shut up my thoughts. I find they are inclined to do so. Please you, sir, do not omit the heavy offer of it. It seldom visits sorrow. When it doth, it is a comforter. We too, my lord, will guard your person while you take your rest, and watch your safety. Thank you. Wondrous heavy. What a strange drowsiness possesses them. It is the quality of the climate. Why doth it not then our eyelids sink? I find not myself disposed to sleep. Nor I. My spirits are nimble. What might, worthy Sebastian, oh, what might, no more. And yet, methinks I see it in thy face, what thou shouldst be. 
the occasion speaks thee, and my strong imagination sees a crown dropping upon thy head. What? Art thou waking? Do you not hear me speak? I do. My strong imagination sees a crown dropping upon thy head. What? Art thou waking? Do you not hear me speak? I do. My strong imagination sees a crown dropping upon thy head. What? Art thou waking? Do you not hear me speak? I do. And surely it is a sleepy language, and thou speakest out of thy sleep. What is it thou didst say? I am more serious than my custom. You must be so too, if heed me. Well, I'm standing water. I'll teach you how to flow. Prithee, say on. Thus, sir. Although this lord of weak remembrance professes to persuade, the king his son's alive. I have no hope that he's undrowned. Oh, out of that no hope, what great hope have you? Then tell me, who's the next heir of Naples? Oh, that you bore the mind that I do. What a sleep were this for your advancement. Do you understand me? Methinks I do. And how does your content tender your own good fortune? I remember you did supplant your sister Prospero. True. And look how well my garments sit upon me, much feeter than before. My sister's servants were then my fellows. Now they are my men. But for your conscience? I, sir, <laughs> where lies that? I feel not this deity in my bosom. Twenty consciences that stand twixt me and Milan, candied be they and melt ere they molest. Here lies your brother, no better than the earth he lies upon. If he were that which now he's like, that's dead. Whom I, with this obedient steel, three inches of it, can lay to bed forever. Thy case, dear friend, shall be my precedent. As thou gottest Milan, I'll come by Naples. Draw thy sword. One stroke shall free thee from the tribute which thou payest, and I, the king, shall love thee. Draw together, and when I rear my hand, do you the like to fall it on Gonzalo. Ariel enters, invisible, time suspends. My master through his art foresees the danger that you, his friend, are in, and sends me forth, for else his project dies to keep them living. Gonzalo, while you here do snoring lie, open-eyed conspiracy his time doth take. If of life you keep a care, shake off slumber and beware. Awake! Awake! Then let us both be sudden. Now, good angels, preserve the king! Why? How now? Ho! Awake! Why are you drawn? Wherefore this ghastly looking? What's the matter? Whiles we stood here, securing your repose, even now we heard a, a hollow burst of bellowing like bulls, or rather lions, did not wake you. It struck mine ear most terribly. I heard nothing. Oh, twas a din to fright a monster's ear, to make an earthquake. Sure it was the roar of a whole herd of lions. Heard you this, Gonzalo? Upon mine honor, sir, I heard a humming. And then a strange one, too, which did awake me. I shaked you, sir, and cried as mine eyes opened. I saw their weapons drawn. There was a noise, that's verily. Tis best we stand upon our guard, or that we quit this place. Let's draw our weapons. Lead off this ground, and let's make further search for my poor son. Heavens keep him from these beasts, for he is sure in the island. Lead away. Prospero, my lord, shall know what I have done. So, king, go safely on to seek thy son. Enter Caliban with a burden of wood. 
All the infections that the sun sucks up. From bogs, fens, flats, on prosper fall, and make her by inch meal a disease. Her spirits hear me, and yet I needs must curse. But for every trifle they are set upon me. Sometimes like apes that mow and chatter at me and after bite me. And then like hedgehogs which lie tumbling in my barefoot way and mount their pricks at my footfall. Sometimes I am wound with adders who with cloven tongues do hiss me into madness. Enter Trinculo, another sailor who survived the shipwreck. Lo now, lo! Here comes a spirit of hers! And to torment me for bringing in wood slowly, I'll fall flat. Perchance he will not mind me. Here's neither bush nor shrub to bear off any weather at all, and another storm brewing. I hear it sing in the wind. Yond same black cloud, yond huge one, looks like a foul bombard that would shed his liquor. What have we here? A man? Or a fish? Dead? Or alive? A fish. He smells like a fish. A very ancient and fish-like smell. Legged like a man, and his fins like arms. Warm, oh my troth. I do now let loose my opinion. Hold it no longer. This is no fish, but an islander that hath lately suffered by a thunderbolt. Alas, the storm is come again. My best way is to creep under his gabardine. There is no other shelter hereabouts. Misery acquaints a man with strange bedfellows. I will here shroud till the dregs of the storm be past. Enter another sailor, Stefano, a bottle in his hand. I shall no more to sea, to sea. Here shall I die ashore. This is a very scurvy tune to sing at a man's funeral. Well, here's my comfort. Do not torment me, ah! Oh, what's the matter? Have we devils here? Do not torment me, prithee! I'll bring my wood home faster. Oh, he's in his fit now and does not talk after the wisest. He shall taste of my bottle. If he have never drunk wine afore, we'll go near to remove his fit. Thou dost me yet but little hurt, thou wilt anon. I know it by thy trembling. Now prosper works upon thee. Come on your ways. Open your mouth. Here is that which will give language to you, cat. You cannot tell who's your friend. Open your chaps again. Caliban begins to drink the wine hungrily. I should know that voice. It should be... But he is drowned, and these are devils. Oh, defend me! If all the wine in my bottle will recover him, I will help his egg. Come, amen, I will pour some in thy other mouth. Stefano? Doth thy other mouth call me? Mercy, mercy, this is a devil and no monster. Stefano? If thou be a Stefano, touch me and speak to me, for I am Trinculo. Be not afeard, thy good friend Trinculo. Thou art very trinculo indeed! How camest thou to be the siege of this moon calf? I took him to be killed with a thunderstroke. But art thou not drowned, Stefano? Is the storm overblown? I hid me under the dead moon calf's gabardine for fear of the storm. And art thou living, Stefano? Oh, Stefano, two Neapolitans scaped! These be fine things. And if they be not sprites, that's a brave god, and bears celestial liquor, I will kneel to him. How didst thou escape? 
I escaped upon a butt of sack which the sailors heaved o'erboard <laughs> by this bottle, which I made of the bark of a tree with mine own hands since I was cast ashore. I'll swear upon that bottle to be thy true subject, for the liquor is not earthly. Here, swear then how thou escapest. Swam ashore, man, like a duck. Oh, Stefano, hast any more of this? The whole butt, man? <laughs> how now, moon calf? Hast thou not dropped from heaven? Come, swear to that. <laughs> Kiss the bottle. I will furnish it anon with new contents, swear. By this good light, this is a very shallow monster. I have feared of him. I'll show thee every fertile inch of the island, and I will kiss thy foot. I prithee be my god. Come on, then. Down and swear. <laughs> I shall laugh myself to death at this puppy-headed monster. <laughs> <laughs> Come, kiss. But that the poor monster's in drink. <laughs> An abominable monster. I'll show thee the best springs. I'll pluck thee berries. I'll fish for thee and get thee wood enough. I'll plague upon the tyrant that I serve. I'll bear her no more sticks, but follow thee, thou wondrous man. Wilt thou go with me? I prithee now, lead the way without any more talking. Farewell, master, farewell, farewell. No more fetch and firing. Ban, ban, caliban. Has a new master, get a new man. Freedom, heyday, heyday. Freedom, freedom, heyday, freedom. <laughs> Brave monster, lead the way. Enter Ferdinand, bearing a log while Miranda watches. There be some sports are painful, and their labor delight in them sets off. This my mean task would be as heavy to me as odious, but the mistress which I serve quickens what's dead and makes my labors pleasures. I must remove some thousands of these logs and pile them up upon a sore injunction. My sweet mistress weeps when she sees me work and says, Such baseness had never like executor. Enter Prospero at a distance, unseen. Alas, now pray you, work not so hard. I would the lightning had burned up those logs that you are enjoined to pile. Pray, set it down and rest you. My mother is hard at study. Pray now, rest yourself. She's safe for these three hours. Oh, most dear mistress, the sun will set before I shall discharge what I must strive to do. If you'll sit down, I'll bear your logs the while. Pray, give me that. I'll carry it to the pile. No, precious creature. I had rather crack my sinews, break my back, than you should such dishonor undergo while I sit lazy by. It would become me as well as it does you, and I should do it with much more ease, for my goodwill is to it, and yours it is against. Miranda begins to help Ferdinand carry the wood. Oh, poor worm! Thou art infected! <laughs> this visitation shows it. I do beseech you, chiefly that I might set it in my prayers. What is your name? Miranda. Oh, my mother, I have broke your hest to say so. Admired Miranda. Indeed, the top of admiration. <laughs> Worth what's dearest to the world. I would not wish any companion in the world but you, nor can imagine form a shape besides yourself to like of. 
I am in my condition a prince, Miranda. I do think a king. Hear my soul speak. The very instant that I saw you, did my heart fly to your service. There resides to make me subject to it. And for your sake am I this patient logman. Do you love me? Oh, heaven. Oh, earth. Bear witness to this sound. And crown what I profess with kind event if I speak true. If hollowly, invert what best is boded me to mischief. I, beyond all limit of what else in the world, do love, prize, honor you. <laughs> I am a fool to weep at what I am glad of. So fair encounter of two most rare affections. Heavens rain grace on that which breathes between them. Wherefore weep you? At mine unworthiness that dare not offer what I desire to give, and much less take what I shall die to want. Hence, bashful cunning, and prompt me plain and holy innocence. I am your wife if you will marry me. If not, I'll die your maid. To be your fellow you may deny me, but I'll be your servant whether you will or no. My mistress, dearest, and I thus humble ever. My husband, then. I, with a heart as willing as bondage heir of freedom. Here's my hand. And mine, with my heart in it. And now, farewell, till half an hour hence. A thousand, thousand. Excellent Ferdinand and Miranda separately. So glad of this as they, I cannot be, who am surprised withal. But my rejoicing at nothing can be more. I'll to my book, for ere supper time I must perform much business appertaining. Enter Caliban, Stefano, and Trinculo. Tell not me. When the butt is out, we will drink water. Not a drop before. Therefore, bear up and boredom. <laughs> Servant monster, drink to me. Servant monster, the folly of this island. My man monster hath drowned his tongue in sack. For my part, the sea cannot drown me. Mooncalf, speak once in thy life, if thou beest a good mooncalf. How does thy honor? Let me lick thy shoe. I'll not serve him. He's not valiant. Thou liest, most ignorant monster. Was there ever man a coward? that hath drunk so much sack as I today? <laughs> Wilt thou tell a monstrous lie, being but half a fish and half a monster? Lo, how he mocks me! Wilt thou let him, my lord? Bite him to death, I prithee. Drink you low. Keep a good tongue in your head. If you prove a mutineer, the next tree. The poor monster's my subject, and he shall not suffer indignity. Enter Ariel, invisible. I thank thee, my noble lord. As I told thee before, I am subject to a tyrant, a sorcerer that by her cunning hath cheated me of the island. Thou liest. Thou liest, thou jesting monkey, thou! I would my valiant master would destroy thee. I do not lie. Trinculo, if you trouble him any more in tale, by this hand I will supplant some of your teeth. Why, I said nothing. Mum, then, and no more. Proceed. 
I say by sorcery she got this isle. For me she got it. If thy greatness will revenge it on her, for I know thou darest, but this thing dare not. That's most certain. Thou shall be lord of it, and I'll serve thee. How now shall this be compassed? Canst thou bring me to the party? Yea, yea, my lord. I'll yield her thee asleep, where thou mayst knock a nail into her bead. Thou liest. Thou canst not. What a pied ninny's this, thou scurvy patch! I do beseech thy greatness, give him blows and take his bottle from him. When that's gone, he shall drink naught but brine. Drink you low. Run into no further danger. Interrupt the monster one word further, and by this hand I'll turn my mercy out of doors and make a stock fish of thee. Why, what did I? I did nothing. I'll go farther off. Didst thou not say he lied? Thou liest. Do I so? Take thou that! As you like this, give me the lie another time. I did not give the lie. Out of your wits and bearing, too? Oh, pox ah, your bottle. This can sack and drinking do. A moraine on your monster, and the devil take your fingers! <laughs> now forward with your tail, mooncalf. Prithee, Trinculo, stand farther off. Beat him enough, and after a little time, I'll beat him too. Stand farther, Trinculo. Come, monster, proceed. Why, as I told thee, tis a custom with her in the afternoon to sleep. There thou mayest brain her, having first seized her books, or with a log batter her skull, or paunch her with a stake, or cut her weasand with thy knife. Remember, first to possess her books, for without them she's but a sot, as I am, nor hath not one spirit to command. They all do hate her as rudely as I, but burn her books, and that most deeply to consider is the beauty of her daughter. Is it so brave, alas? Aye, lord, she will become thy bed, I warrant and bring thee forth, brave brood. Oh, monster! I will kill this woman! Her daughter and I will be king and queen. Save our graces! And Trinculo and thyself shall be viceroys! Dost thou like the plot, Trinculo? Excellent. Give me thy hand. I am sorry I beat thee. But while thou livest, keep a good tongue in thy head. Within this half hour will she be asleep. Wilt thou destroy her then? Aye, on mine honor. This will I tell my master. Thou makes me merry. <laughs> I am full of pleasure. What is this same? This is the tune of our catch, played by the picture of nobody. If thou beast a man, show thyself in thy likeness. If thou beast a devil, take as thou list. Oh, forgive me my sins. He that dies pays all debts. Thou defy thee, mercy upon us. Art thou afeard? No, no, monster, not I. Be not afeard. The isle is full of noises. Sounds and sweet airs that give delight and hurt not. Sometimes a thousand twanging instruments will hum about mine ears, and sometimes voices that if I then had waked after long sleep will make me sleep again. And then in dreaming, the clouds methought would open and show riches ready to drop upon me 
that when I waked, I cried to dream again. This will prove a brave kingdom to me, where I shall have my music for nothing. When Prospero is destroyed. That shall be by and by. I remember the story. The sound is going away. Lead, monster. We'll follow. The sound is going away. Let's follow it. Lead, monster. We'll follow. The sound is going away. Let's follow it. And after, do our work. Lead, monster. We'll follow. If of life you keep a care, shake off slumber and beware. Oh, brave new world that has such people in The aisle is full of noises. The Tempest Project is brought to you by Rough Magic Performance Company, a professional theatre company dedicated to supporting women artists and telling women's stories. The Tempest Project. Direction and original music by Marcella Michelle. Sound design and engineering by Taj Ruler. Adapted from Shakespeare by Catherine Justice. Stage management by Kayla Annalie Saucedo. The cast of The Tempest Project includes Elaine Hopkins, Catherine Johnson Justice, Laura Leffler, Marcella Michelle, Dian Ali's Resto, and Fawn Wilderson as Prospero. Full credits are available in the show notes and on our website. If you enjoyed The Tempest Project, please consider making a donation to Rough Magic in support of our mission of bringing women's stories center stage. Tax-deductible contributions can be made at www.roughmagicperformance.org. Please consider writing us a review or giving us a five-star rating to help spread the word about the Rough Magic podcast. This production of The Tempest Project is dedicated to the memory and vibrant spirit of Michael Lee.